This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to I'm Absolutely Fine, the podcast from the middle that looks at all the glamour and indignity of being a grown-up. Hi, I'm Emily and I'm absolutely fine. But I realised the other day that I always leave shops trying desperately to look like I haven't shoplifted anything when I actually haven't shoplifted anything. Like completely tense, desperately trying to not, particularly in boots, which I love. But, you know, there's something about the, the, all the little bits, you know, that you put in your, in your basket and then you pay for it at the self self-checkout counter and then you leave and you think oh my god have I did I scan that eyeliner pencil is everything okay you know and you're clenching and the alarms are going what are they called those alarm post things anyway it's a nightmare do you think that is because I'm just permanently soaked in kind of unnamed guilt well it's like when um a police car pulls up next to you at the traffic lights and oh, you then you, instant- you feel you have to make sure that you don't look like you have any heroin in the glove box <laughs> Or a gun under the seat. Or a body in the boot. No bodies in the boot today. <laughs> today, yes, exactly. You just try and look irreproachable. And they must know, it must make them laugh. All these really, really shifty-looking sort of mums in their cars. I suddenly Trying sit, not to look like, you know, gangsters. I suddenly sit bolt upright. I mean, I drive in quite a bolt upright kind of way anyway. You scream while you drive. No, I don't scream anymore. I used to scream. I don't scream so much. But I do sit, like, rigid anyway. So when a police car drives past, I look, I'm even more rigid it's like a horror how are you Annabelle uh I'm Annabelle and I'm absolutely fine but I um stopped in the street yesterday to have a chat with my neighbor don't do that very often <laughs> I'm not chatting in the street type but I said oh how's it going with the with the renovation because the house on the other side of my immediate neighbor has been undergoing a sort of 18 month extremely noisy complicated dusty renovation that's been maddening for many reasons not least because I'm jealous because I can't afford to do my noisy dusty expensive renovation I said oh how's it been for you she said well it's been fine but the trouble is all the digging has released the rats <laughs> it was so awful at this point I left by oh, the way oh the rats the great rats. so now it's going to be so now ever since then it was only yesterday every time I go round a corner in my house I expect to see a massive rat the size of a terrier but then I remembered that maybe, you know, there's a reason why I've got an enormous, and when I say enormous, I mean size of a sheep, Maine Coon cat, that just keeps growing and is so criminal and rips furniture to shreds, rips me to shreds, bites, steals. Uh, and, and so I'm hoping if I do encounter a rat, it'll be a dead rat, which is still terrible, <laughs> so but awful. less awful than a friend of mine went to somewhere like Sicily last summer and they got an Airbnb and a rat bit his face. Stop it. While he was asleep, a rat bit his face. Oh my God, that's so awful. Rats are looming large in our imagination, not least because we came across the phenomenon which is a nice sort of counter-proposal to the horrible idea of a hot girl summer, isn't it? Hot girl, so, so a hot girl summer, presumably, I mean, we don't really talk about it anymore, thank God, is 
beach body ready, which we also don't talk about. Presumably you're waxed and you're tanned and you're probably not wearing many clothes and you're sexy and you look like you're ready to go and you're sassy and you're a hot girl, right? Isn't it, like you said, hot girl summer is the equivalent of turning up to a Halloween party dressed as a sexy cat or a sexy witch. Yeah, I was once invited to a Halloween party and on the, and it was, it was fancy dress and it said, uh, dress code, no sexy cats or witches. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys. So so an antidote to hot girl summer might be rat girl summer. <laughs> well, I mean, hopefully you're, you're going to have it sort of metaphorically rather than literally. Oh, no, I don't want that kind of rat girl summer. I want this kind of rat girl summer that it was was created by a TikToker called um, Lola Akola. And she talks about the rules of her rat girl summer. And I must say it sounds appealing because it's things like nibbling, generally... Well, generally embracing the rodent energy, she wants us to engage in shenanigans for our Rat Girl Summer. <laughs> I love the idea of engaging in shenanigans. Like, We're so unspontaneous at the moment. It's something about this July weirdness, but it, I feel like everything is sort of scheduled. I mean, it's all like organised fun. Blame it on no the July sh- weirdness if you want, but when we were last, when were we last spontaneous but I like shenanigans when someone says oh you know let's you know mischief it just sounds a bit twee and self-conscious but shenanigans I mean anything could happen anything no one will get happen. hurt though I don't, what else are, what else are on rat girl rules um uh, <laughs> she suggests that we set quite a lot of dilly-dallying into our agenda <laughs> I love the idea of dilly-dallying and also another thing that you and I are not good at doing dilly-dallying yeah chasing our big fat tails very good scampering well, yes, she's saying, you know, build scampering into the calendar. I like the sound of this. Because we, we've been saying, haven't we, that there should be more frolics. Yes. Frolicking. Yes. You know, gambling like lambs. I just, I mean, great, let's give it a go. And also, the- what I like about the idea of all the shenanigans and the scampering and the dilly-dallying is we can, you just sort of gently annoy people. <laughs> but they can't be cross with you because you're a rat. So it's just your rodent nature... So what are they going to do? Maybe my rodent, my inner rodent nature is what's causing me to feel guilty about not, about shoplifting. I mean, maybe it's that sort of like, ooh, maybe secretly I put this eyeliner in my, in my back pocket. Well, this which I haven't. thing with you is, is there an inner arsehole? <laughs> because you're so delightful. And if there is an inner arsehole, is that arsehole actually criminal? I mean, are you, are you secretly a terrible person? Do you think that if people, if you were completely able to get away with it... And there were no consequence or whatever. You would actually just take something. Well, the sort of virtuous answer to that is is when you say no one would ever know to say no, but I would know. Isn't that from a movie? Probably, yeah. Isn't there someone saying a movie, I thought it's an apocryphal tale, where a man is asked, would you cheat on your partner if no one would ever know? And he goes, no, because I would know. Would I steal if I could get away with it? I don't know. I don't know either. Anyway, seeing as my whole life is about sort of, you know, n- not getting found out, <laughs> because I, you, I also suspect that I have that my core is rotten. You know, so maybe um, it's not. Yes, maybe it's un- not unnamed guilt from kind of you know childhood trauma. It's unnamed guilt from just knowing that we're secretly assholes. Yeah, exactly. The the the, the savage nature within. I mean, maybe. I mean, rat girl summer. I mean, uh, rat girl summer. I mean, I suspect that mostly what I'm going to be having is a bath girl summer. <laughs> I'm spending so much time in the bath at the moment. Like, and they're so hot, the baths. I mean, at the beginning of uh, the energy crisis, I stopped having baths because of the electricity bill and the planet. And now, frankly, I really feel like I need something to look forward to. And all that really is, is a bath at the end of the day. And it is boiling and it is long and there's probably reading involved. No fucking candles or any of that home spa shit. But there might be a Kindle. 
every time, please let me not drop this in the bath, please. You know, every time. Every time, the phone in the bath. But I lie there for so long and the heat is so extreme. I wondered the other day if maybe I was just turning into a broth. Oh, you've just literally brothed yourself. Yeah, like, you know, bone broths are really popular. What about, um, could there be, okay, okay, things we need to think of, we really need to think of other revenue streams. Side hustles. Do you think there's a market for human bath broth? I don't mean like when you've actually boiled a human to death, but just, you know, bath broth. So there would be just sort of, you know, your cells would have shed. There'd be some of the essence of the person occupying this this long hot bath. I mean, do you think we could catfish some Japanese businessmen into sipping some broth and just sell it as like teen broth? I know this is really sick, but maybe we could. Teen wait, wait, broth. wait, wait. Well, okay, maybe not even let's let not even teen broth. Let's just go straight out. It's like milf broth. Meno broth. Well, I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of meno porn out there. Is so, there? Yeah, meno porn. Well, I don't know. I'm just like I'm hoping. What would that look like? Sweaty, angry, hot, flashy, reluctant. <laughs> <laughs> this is an advertisement from BetterHelp Therapy Online. Now, you guys know that we are not shy about getting things off our chest. The tiny inconveniences that can ruin our days, to the big, overwhelming worries that can flood our nights. Trouble is, we all got into the habit of saying, "I'm absolutely fine." Emily and I added the but specifically to get off autopilot and give ourselves the space to say what we were really experiencing. But we weren't always so free with our inner furies. A few years ago, I began experiencing debilitating panic attacks because I felt I couldn't tell anyone all the things that I was feeling, that I was not coping, that I felt like a failure. I was so ashamed, so I kept it all bottled inside. And of course, it started leaking out. It was only when I found a therapist and began sharing those doubts and insecurities with her that the panic began to dissipate. Because therapy can be a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, why not give BetterHelp a try? It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a registered therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. With over a thousand therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise. And our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash midult. That's better. H-E-L-P dot com slash midult. Better help, because sometimes the best thing to do is acknowledge that we are not, in fact, absolutely fine. <laughs> Menoporn. Menoporn would be brilliant. Anyway, so this menobroth, do you think we could, we could uh, I mean, Creme de la Mer tried to sell us, what, that miracle broth Yeah, stuff? their trademarked ingredient was miracle broth, and, we, and, you know, the whole world bought into that for five minutes, so why not menobroths? I mean, it could help, maybe we could, maybe, yeah, we could sell it to, uh, like, can you imagine a website full, we'll just, like, take cups of your bath while you're in it, maybe. Or could update beef broth, you know, <laughs> bovril broth, or beef bone broth, to, to, to beefcake broth. <gasps> nice. Oh, I tell you, speaking of beefcake... Yes. I have a confession, okay, yes. which is not really a confession, but I, this is how this obviously is this, like, you, is this about your inner asshole? No, not about my. But okay, Brad Pitt. Okay, yes. who I I have never ever found sexy. It's one of those things where everyone goes, "Ooh, Brad Pitt," and I just went, mm, no, 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 just moved on. What's wrong with me? Why don't I exactly, fancy him? Why don't I fancy? Didn't really fancy him in Thelma and Louise. I must be the only woman on the planet, etc. But I, I mean, Wimbledon final last week, Brad Pitt. Yeah, Google it. Google it if you haven't seen it. But you know what? I think it's because it's very strange. I mean, he's sort of 60 and looking sensational. I think he started to look a bit like Robert Redford. And I didn't get the Robert Redford hot ticket 
until sort of last year. Also, like when Leonardo DiCaprio was was young and beautiful no. and dating age appropriate women. Yes, I mean you could you could just keep him. Yes, yeah. no, 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 no. He but didn't do anything for me and Romeo and Juliet. Nothing. 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 But left completely cold. But now that he's sort of turned into Jack Nicholson and he yeah. feels a bit wrong. Yes. Yes, please. I mean, yeah, Revenant. Leonardo DiCaprio, 100% unwatchable film. I gave up after five minutes. Anyway, but um, but yeah, so I'd definitely be in the market for some Brad Pitt broth if we're, if we're, if that was available. So, yes, yeah, so we could maybe, yes, monetize the, the Bath Girl summer. I mean, in truth, the summer that I'm going to actually be having or the energy, the energy that I'm going to be channeling. It won't, it won't be Rat Girl or, or Bath Girl. It's going to be Convalescent Girl energy. <laughs> Oh, dear, because I just had a back operation last week. And I, you know, I mean, it sounds like convent girl summer. And frankly, for all the action I'm seeing, it might be. I can't bend. I can't lift. I can't twist. I can't swim. I can't dance. I can't do anything. I love convent girl summer. That would also be just sort of praying and tending your garden and... Singing on top of a mountain. (laughs) Looking after kids? No. How do you solve a problem like... I mean, completely. I quite found that with the guitar and a pinafore. So it's been quite a couple of weeks of yeah. going in and getting sliced up and then coming home and not moving. You have moving. been very brave, I have to tell you. I don't think I've been brave. I th- it's actually oddly been, it was a, it, there was a whole six week episode of, you know, extreme pain and drugs and then a numb foot and all sorts of things leading up to it. And I really, really didn't want it. But weirdly, I found the few days after the operation when I was at home, and I couldn't do anything, affirming, because these people just kept coming to see me and I couldn't believe that they would bother to turn up. And and not only were they just people, they were these wonderful, wonderful women. It was only the women, the men find reasons not to be around sick beds, I think, or at least the men in my life. But And, I, and they would bring me things. I only And also because I couldn't really, after a general anaesthetic with all those horrible painkillers, not like fun American painkillers, really, really unfun codeine-based horrors that I came off quite quickly, but I didn't have an appetite. I felt really strange. So I was just eating what people brought me. One day I just ate cookies. Another day I just ate chicken soup. Another day I just ate, I think, strawberries. I just, you know, it was, people were so delightful. I couldn't believe all these sensational loving people that kept walking through the door. I was so pleased, actually, that you sort of, were, you have been able to access, like, how loved you are. It's really nice, actually. It, w- it was amazing. Because it's I quite think... hard to imagine that when we're just sort of, like, watching Love Island at home alone or whatever it is. And just like, or just in, the, in our boxes, you know, thinking, God, what would happen how marvellous people actually also, genuinely are. because we're so, we feel so, you know, stretched and irritable and, uh, you know, reclusive. And I always, I loathe the thought of, you know, making demands on other people who are feeling the same way that I am. But it's extraordinary the way that people just step up. So it actually felt like a mini holiday. It's not a holiday I'd particularly recommend. <laughs> but also for the first time in forever, I had an out of office on. You bloody did. Yeah. Like you actually didn't, I mean, actually, did I come over and did we do some work? Definitely not the first week at all I don't remember much but I mean do you remember I think I may have mentioned last week that like when I put on the out of office I tried to it was autocorrect I tried to say that I was going to say that I was on sick leave and it wrote that I was on dick dick leave <laughs> well you are a convent girl yeah so, so you know. none of that none, none of those <laughs> shenanigans so I, I, I was on out of office that was quite nice to know that no one expected anything of you um but now that I'm feeling better I'm back in the sort of delayed response zone Um, you know, where I just can't really answer emails in a timely fashion. And if we are going to answer them, be not particularly nice about it either. Imagine if we were honest about the delayed response. (laughs) That would be so good. Okay, so we could say something like, oh, sorry for the delayed response. 
There were so many other people copied in that I assumed one of them would deal with it and so I could carry on with my life, but apparently not. No, apparently not. Um, yeah, honesty. So sorry for the delayed response. Um, but I, I, I got your email and then I got that like weird paralysis that sometimes strikes when I know that it would just be easiest to send an immediate and straightforward answer. It, this happens with texts and WhatsApps as well. It's just say yes, no, maybe, thank you. But my anxiety makes me go all wonky and I don't reply and everything gets immediately worse and then days fly by and then weeks fly by and suddenly I'm the terrible person I always suspected I was. I mean, please say that you do this too. Do you do this oh, too? Oh, I, I have to reply instantly, otherwise I know I won't. <sighs> And it, it, and I would love to, and I also don't like leaving things unread, you know, so that it shows I'm not like, like you with the emails, like I can't bear it. Yes, I, I always say that leaving things unread is my filing system. It's not. It's to, supposedly to remind <laughs> me to reply, but it's like a stick to beat myself with. Every time an email comes, something should flash up on my screen saying, reply now or you'll regret it. <laughs> what happens if you say something like, sorry for the delayed response, I meant to reply. I meant to reply so hard that I thought I had. In fact... Did I? Maybe I did. I think I did. Are you fucking with me? Yeah, they're gaslighting you. They fucking are. I did reply. Did you? I mean, I thought I meant to. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for the delayed response. Um, I found this email sitting in my draft. <laughs> I did this the other day. It's so odd. I don't know why it doesn't send. <laughs> can anyone tell that this is a lie? If you can, clearly you can. <laughs> Please don't say anything because in the end, we're all playing the same filthy game. We're all playing the same filthy game. I know, I I found this sitting in my drafts might be a good thing on my tombstone. <laughs> um, it, yes, it, it's happened once, basically. It's like when you say things got lost in the post, that yes, very exactly. rarely happened. It's like when you email people back and you go, I think this, uh, the attachment fell off just to, so as a nice way of saying you didn't attach it. Anyway. Sorry for the delayed response. Um, I've basically given up on life, so emails seem utterly pointless. Very good. That would be true, wouldn't it? That would be we true. We feel that quite often. All the time. Also, this is what I feel often. Sorry for the delayed response, but if you still can't spell my name right after all these years, then go fuck yourself. Yeah, Emily is an E-M-I-L-I-E -I -I -E situation. Yep. I always want to say, please, Annabelle, with, with a double N. Otherwise, that makes me Annabelle. <laughs> and you'd be surprised by how often it happens. I, I don't want to be Annabelle for all sorts of reasons. Annabelle. <laughs> how about just going straight for it? Sorry for the delayed response. Your email was so intensely passive-aggressive and CC'd so many higher-ups that it only deserved a delayed response. P.S. I've always hated you. I've always hated you. I've always hated Imagine, you. Sorry for the delayed response. I've always hated you. <laughs> or sorry, not sorry for the delayed response. I've always hated you. Yes, yeah, sorry for the delayed response, but my life is so overpopulated with needy assholes at the moment. <laughs> that they seem to be deoxygenating every interaction I even attempt. So I just don't have the juice to deal with your shit, my shit, any shit, all the shit. And I'll get back to you by end of play today. Also, I probably won't get back to you by end of play today. I'll get back to you by end of play today is just always a lie, isn't it, somehow? Well, one of the reasons I probably won't be getting back to anyone by end of play today is because I will be sitting, staring dolefully at my wardrobe oh god are you doing that well i just think there's something about the oddness of the weather and exactly like you were saying about 
our lives being overpopulated with arseholes and decision-making, that it just feels so confusing. Well, I think the problem is, is that whoever was running my life and my decisions when I was buying the clothes in my wardrobe is not running my life now. <laughs> because... <gasps> yeah, who are these people who bought our clothes? I don't know, but the fashion decisions that I make now, I mean, I suppose... In the olden days, it's a bit like Hot Girl Summer, you know. It's this stuff, that the, these ideas that have just expired. We got dressed based on a kind of Venn diagram, roughly made up of attempts to answer various questions. Do I look sexy? Yes. There was a phase which was, do I look, like, powerful and successful? That phase was when we were about 23, and of course we didn't, so that was insane. Do I look fashionable? Oh, God. Actually, that makes me clench in all possible ways. Have people seen me wear this before? As if it mattered. Um, and so you tried to tick at least two of those boxes, if not all, at any one time. I know. Sexy, powerful, successful, fashionable. Here I am. And can these clothes say that or do that? But of course, things are different now. Yeah. I mean, the Venn is like completely shifted, like all of our other sort of expectations. So we sort of base our fashion decisions on kind of our more nuanced approach to life. <laughs> nuanced is a kind way of putting it. <laughs> so it's just things like, did I wear this yesterday? Did anyone see me? Do I care? <laughs> or even, is it comfy? Well, that's the main thing, actually, isn't it? Is it comfy? I mean, we've literally gone from, is it cute? To, is it comfortable? And then the extension of this question, which is, is it comfortable enough? Yeah, that beckons us, doesn't it? With a kind of siren song, is it comfortable enough. I know and actually you know as you pointed out the other day with with our pants things usually only reach comfortable enough just days before they dissolve. Yes. The other question I ask myself is can I fall asleep in this? (laughs) Even for clothes you're going to wear outside. Especially for outside clothes. Then there's the endless temperature conundrum isn't there so can this Outfit. I, mean, I can't believe I even said the word outfit. I know. Or fit, as the younger people say. Oh, fuck them. Honestly, really. <laughs> Can what I'm wearing handle the constant sort of sweat-freeze continuum? Because our clothes are no longer just clothes. They, 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 they sort of require the technological specifications of space rockets cresting the atmosphere. Clothes designed by NASA. And I have always had this all my life. Boiling, freezing, boiling, freezing, boiling, freezing. They have to, these clothes have to be able to handle extreme temperatures, both internal, coming from us, and external, you know, Kerberos or weird heat waves. You know, who knows what the fuck is happening. So sometimes we're burning, sometimes we're freezing. (laughs) Sometimes it's hot outside. Sometimes it's cold outside. Most of the times, the internal and external temperatures do not match. So we just live in layers. Crusty layers. Crusty layers. Crusty stained layers. That's so true. The other question, okay, on which I base my decisions is what is the crease factor? It's important. It's all very well looking as sort of neat as a pin when you're standing motionless in the mirror or do your clothes pose. Do you have a clothes pose? I have like no weird like... No one thinks they have a clothes pose. But clothes poses like mirror faces are awful. They're awful. Mine is one foot in front of the other and I don't know why in a slight sort of like... you put your hands on your hips? No, no, that would be very Peter Pan. (laughs) (laughs) Like you're about to take off. (laughs) With my my sort of face looking in the other direction. Could you imagine? No. Um, But, you know, and, and so you're doing this pose in your lovely linen suit. Okay, but you haven't moved or anything. But I mean, one stop on the tube and you look like a pile of old laundry. Yeah. And given you feel like a pile of old laundry, this look is best avoided, right? I mean, who doesn't love the idea of a cream satin trouser? The casual cool of that pyjama look. Oh, but, 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 the main thing, I saw a girl the other day, sensational in every way, cream satin pyjama trouser and the crotch crease. (laughs) 
Oh, my God. It just draws the eye relentlessly. It's like a crotch magnet for the eye. But do you know what? Some bodies don't crease clothes and some bodies do crease clothes. My body, obviously annoying, creases clothes. It's like some people repel dirt. They genuinely do. attract it. We know people who can walk around in white without a problem. One girl I know who can wear winter white all the way through from September till March... And, and, and you know, again, she'll be on the tube. She'll be practically rolling in the gutter and she'll emerge irreproachable. Her white suit will survive Ratgar summer. Yes, her white suit would survive anything. It's almost sinister. I ask myself if what I'm attempting to wear will be able to accommodate the constant bodily fluctuations. And I don't mean the temperature. We all know that we're all more than one woman on the inside. But it turns out that I am more than one woman on the outside. Like, my body shape can change daily. It can change hourly sometimes. Is it possible that clothes can shrink while you're actually wearing them? Or can they be so baggy and saggy by the end of the day or even the hour that we look like we've just decided to wear all our bags for life at once? The other question is, always when making a decision as brown clothes currently, is can I afford to dry clean it? No. Basically. What has happened to the price of dry cleaning? I mean, the same thing that's happened to the price of everything. I always think it's eight quid to dry clean a coat. Yeah, it bloody what, isn't. What do you think it is? Like 22 quid or something? Something like that, yeah. And that shows you how long it's been since I've dry cleaned a coat. Disgusting, disgusting. Rat girl, excellent, excellent. Rat girl, <laughs> rat girl. This is, I can see where this is going now. We're just sort of like giving ourselves permission to just be disgusting, which for you is radical. Well, uh, it's feeling less and less radical because what I found myself asking the whole time when I'm trying to get dressed in anything other than what I'm wearing today, which is a sweatshirt and tracksuit bottoms, is can I bear it? Mm. Can I actually bear it? Can I bear the itch and the scratch and the zip and the waistband and the length of it, the sitting down and the standing up and the bind and the holes and maybe it slightly smells and the fact that I'm having to care and the fact that I'm not allowed to just lie down in my cave and eat crisps and just deal with my fraying hems and my fraying mind. Do you think our minds are fraying? I think it's possible. <laughs> uh, listening back, I wonder. Do you think we need a holiday? We might do. We yeah. are actually going away. Not together for once, by the way. We tried. It didn't work we, out. It didn't work out. It's absolutely so depressing. We so, are, we're going to take a couple of weeks off in August. This is our last uh, new podcast for a while. But, Emily... What are we going to do? We're going to send out some highlights. Yeah, we are. We're going to compile some special episodes for August. So we've got therapy tips from Julia Samuel and Mandy Saligari on how to feel less mad, which obviously I'll probably be listening to <laughs> because help. Yeah, yeah. We've got some beauty tips from like titans like Nadine Baggett and uh, Sally Hughes about what to buy and how to use it. And we've got some slick American feminists who will put some lead in your pencil in case you find yourself having a fight with an idiot over a sundowner. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Just steal some of their brilliant, brilliant thinking and you'll be good to go. We will. And we will look forward to talking to you guys in September. So thank you for everything and happy August. Yeah, happy August. Bye. You've been listening to Annabelle Rifkin and Emily McMeekin of The Middle. Our book, I'm Absolutely Fine, is out now. If you like what you hear, please rate, review and subscribe.
Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.